Hey there, life lovers. Welcome to your goalie's first podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about tips for creating a powerful resume. So these are hints to help your resume get noticed and help you get a foot in the door for the interview. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get this started. Okay. First thing, you want to organize. Pull up all your old resumes, look up descriptions for previous jobs, gather up any letters of commendation and awards you received. Organize all of it in chronological order and annotate all the parts that will help you shine. Next, you want to strategize. Don't just throw everything down on a sheet of paper and call it a day. Think about what your goals are. Where do you want to work? And what type of work do you do best? Next, tailor your resume for the position. This is key. Your resume should highlight any knowledge, skills, and abilities that relate to the job you want to apply for. Each time you apply for a specific job, your resume should address the qualifications and duties listed in the posting. You wanna write a rough draft, okay? So take some time to do the first draft of your resume and then take a break. You know, check your email, Facebook, watch a YouTube video, or just take a walk. Just make sure you let your mind get a respite. After 15 to 30 minutes, take a second look and make any improvements or revisions you deem necessary. Check and then double check your spelling, punctuation, and grammar. Next, you want to break things down, okay? As you're writing, keep this in mind. Descriptions of your experience should be simple. Employers, and more specifically, hiring managers, want to know what your level of experience is to determine how well you would perform at the job. Think about any projects or special assignments you worked on. What were your duties and responsibilities? What you needed to know to do the job correctly? What tools, software, or equipment you used? And be sure to list any major accomplishments. Be concise. Write in a way that presents a clear summary of what you did in previous jobs and what you do now in your current position. Okay, here's an example from my own resume. Performed scheduled and unscheduled maintenance on 85 sets of personal flight gear and survival equipment, including inflatable life rafts, emergency strobe lights, anti-exposure suits, and survival radios, plus 50 sets of night vision goggles, and 16 sets of aircraft-installed search and rescue equipment. That sounds a lot better than just saying performed maintenance on flight gear and search and rescue equipment, okay? You also want to use action words, modifiers, and, and phrases such as directly trained for quality assurance inspectors and three life support systems technicians in a six-month period. Now, when we're talking about being concise, don't overdo it. While being descriptive is a good thing, you should avoid the use of adjectives and adverbs. So instead of saying was responsible for handling very large shipments of extremely hazardous material by using highly complex logistical software, Try was responsible for handling shipments of hazardous material using logistical systems. Okay, 
You don't want to fluff up or embellish your resume, okay? This is still a formal document. So with that said, don't beat a dead horse. Don't be repetitive. Once a skill such as inspected or supervised is pointed out, don't cite it again. Unless you're describing a different position, okay? So... We talked about being concise, but I need to backtrack a little bit, okay? You want to use plain language. And what I mean by that, you want to say it in English, basically, okay? Don't show off how well you know your jargon or techno talk on your resume. Instead, you should describe skills and experience in layman's terms so that it can be understood in both the public and private sectors. Try to avoid using acronyms. And I know that's tough for military types. I know I still use acronyms all the time and I've been out for four years. But if you have a need to use an acronym to describe something that you did or or a system you use or something like that, make sure you spell it out at least once and explain what the acronym means, as well as how you made use of the skills or knowledge associated with it. Now, this next tip pertains more to the format of your resume than what you write in it, okay? But you want to make it easy on the eyes. And what I mean by that is you should try to cut your paragraphs at every 20 lines or so. Now, it's cool to have more than one paragraph in your experiences, but keep the paragraphs short, okay? It's hard to read a solid block of writing when you've got to do it all day your your job is reading that's what a hiring manager's primary job is to weed through hundreds if not thousands of resumes that come in so make it easier on them by breaking things up into smaller bites okay keep your paragraph short this next tip I didn't think I would have to tell people this I didn't I it hadn't even crossed my mind until I started doing resume writing services but don't get cute, okay? And I'm dead serious with this, okay? Don't try to make your resume pop out by using graphics, italics, underlining, shadows on your text. Um, a, a one big thing that I've seen, I've seen a couple of these. Don't use inversion on a, on a resume, okay? And what I mean by inversion, that's when someone uses a black sheet of paper black background and then types out the wording in white letters okay now black page in a stack of white or off-white is going to stand out problem is that's very unprofessional okay that's something you do for like a flyer or a poster or a brochure or something something that's supposed to to engage people in more than just what is written on the page okay you don't do that for your resume, okay? Also, another no-no. Don't use a bunch of symbols, okay? The hashtag or number sign for those that don't mess around with social media like that. You know, the asterisks is another no-no. Equal signs, don't don't bother with that either, okay? A percentage sign and an ampersand, those are good. Those are those are just fine. Um, but you don't want to overload with a bunch of symbols to, to show things in your resume or to highlight things in your resume. 
Also, and please, this goes to any formal writing you may do in the future, whether it's a formal email or email to a coworker or heaven forbid your boss. Um, if it's a thank you letter that you're sending to an employer, if it's, you know, your resume, obviously, whatever it is, if you're writing something in a formal capacity, do not use all capital letters. And I know a lot of people that are in the professional limelight that are in business, they, that's an obvious thing. But some people don't know that. Okay. I've seen several resumes that I've gone over with, you know, people that I've mentored while I was still in the Navy, people that were getting out. I've reviewed their resumes and stuff. And yeah, they write in all caps because, for one, we write in all caps. That's what we're taught from boot camp. When you handwrite something, you write everything in all caps. You cannot do that when you're typing. It's the equivalent of shouting at somebody. So please, again, I can't stress this enough. When you're doing formal writing, do not write in all caps. Leave the caps lock alone. Getting back into our list, though, the next tip is is one that a lot of people sort of have a problem with. And it's just because, well, I'll just say it, okay? You don't want to dig up the past, Okay. You should only list the training and awards you received within the last five years. So for me, I when I first got into the military, you know, we learned firefighting, we learned mooring and things like that. And boot camp is a very relevant training. But I did eight years of service and then got out four years ago. So it's been 13 years almost since I've ever had to practice fighting a fire on a ship. I'm not going to put that down as a skill that I have because it's not relevant anymore. I'm not, I haven't practiced it, you know. So you don't want to dig up things that are, that you either don't use on a regular basis or something that's from way back when you first started working, okay. And also, you don't want to attach copies of training certificates or transcripts, um, or even awards, unless the job announcement requires you to. Like if it says, if it asks you for your CPR certification, obviously, yes, you would attach the, a copy of your certification to show, yes, I am in fact certified through the Red Cross or through the military or what have you. Um, but talking about certifications, you do want to make a list of your current certifications and licensing, especially if you're applying for a job that requires a specific license or certification. Okay, go ahead and list all of your current licenses, certificates, and um, I've heard recently, I haven't seen one before, but contracting warrants. If you have any contracting warrants, you should list those in the same section here, all under your license and certifications. Okay, um, the format you want to use when you're listing these is to include the name of the, of the certification or license, the name of the certifying organization, and the expiration date, if there is one. Okay, so here's an example for, uh, what's a good example? Oh, um, let's go with a notary, okay? So, if you happen to be a notary public, you would say, certified notary public, comma, Commonwealth of Virginia, comma, August 2019, or whatever yours would expire, okay? That gives them the name of what you, what you have, that gives them who gave it to you, and it says, clearly you know how long you have to be able to use it before you have to recertify um next okay while you're writing you want to 
be reading over your work, okay? This is true for any writing, really, you know, not just for punctuation and, and grammar and spelling, of course, but also for context, okay? So in this case, when we talk about a resume, you read it over, you should be doing that with each section, review it, and think about these questions, okay, while you're rereading, okay? Would a person who is not familiar with this type of work understand the kind of work that I do? Is there any non-essential information included in my work experience? Did I leave out any relevant experience or skills that might help me stand out from other candidates? Have I clearly described my accomplishments? Okay, these are just some questions that you want to have in mind when you're reviewing each section. Okay, so you want to review each of your job history postings to make sure that no, I didn't saturate it with a bunch of useless information that has nothing to do with this job that I'm applying for, but I did include everything I've done that would show that I have the skills and training to excel at this job better than the guy that you're going to read next or the guy that, whose resume you read before me or the gal. Um, you know, is it in terms that a regular person would understand? Basically, when you write out your job description, you almost want to pretend you're explaining it to a child, okay? Pretend it's career day, okay? You want to break down your job in a way that they can understand. Now, obviously, you're not talking to a child. You're talking to a grown-up who's probably got a degree. So you can be technical in some aspect, but things that are specific to that job that, okay. So if I talk about Dantes, Anybody in the military who's had to go through um, the CLEP or tried to get some of their training to translate into college credits knows what I'm talking about. The average person on the street, my brother, you know, my mom, I would have to explain what Dante's is. I would have to explain what CLEP is. So you do want to break down those things. Like I said, acronyms especially. But. I'm getting sidetracked here. So let me finish this out. Okay. This is the last tip here. Okay. You want to make it relatable. So like we've been saying all along, we're tailoring your resume specifically to the job posting. Now, do not leave out any of your work history. That's not what I'm saying to you. Okay. Having a baseline resume that has all your past work experience is a great thing. Okay. The problem is, and it's a common mistake for a lot of people, people, especially people wanting to switch career paths, okay? People leave in every ounce of work history on their resume. So, if, like I said, if you've been working 10, 15, 20 years, you've got, if you really wanted to get in depth, you probably have about six pages worth of work history, even if you work the same job because you listing years of accomplishments, trainings, promotions, transfers, what have you, okay? So adding everything in like that can come back to bite you if you've had multiple jobs or if you have a long job history. To avoid oversaturation, focus on the job experience that relates to the job you're applying for and trim the fat off the jobs that are completely unrelated, okay? So for example, uh, 
Okay, this is actually true. That's actually true. Okay, the guy when I first joined up the the One Life Fitness here in Newport News, the guy that trained me, or rather the guy before him, the guy that was that uh, signed me up for training with him. Okay, he wanted to start getting into banking. Okay, no, I'm I'm dead serious. Okay, this guy was a kick like like a serious fitness trainer and he wanted to move on he wanted to do other things he was exceptionally good at math so he wanted to move into banking he wanted to move into the corporate side of things the corporate world okay now for him a relevant part of his trainer experience that would relate to the job he wants to go the career path he wants to go down is the fact that he works with people on a regular basis okay um, so that means right off the bat, he's has some interpersonal skills. He's good with working with people. Another thing, and people don't think about these sort of things when they look at their job history. But if you're a trainer, you have a record of your clients. You have a record of their progress. If you're if you're working as a personal trainer, you have a record of their their progress. You've, uh, appointments scheduled, all sorts of things. So you're good at keeping those type of personal records for people. Okay. Now, what you don't need to include in your resume, or what he should, you know, I hope he didn't include in his resume, would be something like um, can complete a mile run in under four minutes. Okay, that is impressive. Don't get me wrong. I've only seen one other person do it, and they were smoking through a mile and a half in like eight minutes. But that is not of interest to the hiring representatives at Merrill Lynch, okay? While it is impressive, and I'm sure they would be impressed to see it, it has nothing to do with the job. You can leave out that type of information that has nothing to do with where you're trying to go, okay? So that's pretty much it, you know? Use these guidelines as a way to boost your chances of getting called in for an interview, okay? The key thing to this is that you look at the job you're applying for and then you make your resume match, okay? However, I cannot stress, that this is even more stress than the whole formal writing thing. Do not embellish, okay? Don't say something you can't back up in your resume, okay? Match what you have done with what you would do for this company that you're applying for, okay? Now, if you're still having some trouble with writing a resume or you just want someone to go over yours, be sure to head over to yagoli.com. That's Y-A-G-O-L-I for those that don't know. And ask about our professional writing res uh, resume writing services, okay? For more tips to help make life a little easier, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for future updates and also subscribe to our website, yagoli.com. Okay. A transcript of this episode is going to be available on our blog later today. And with that, this is Tommy P signing off. Enjoy your day, life lovers. Mm -hmm.